feeling exhausted and uninspired? Well, fret not because we've got you covered here at Thought Bubble with Jay. I am your host, Jessie, and this is a brand new segment where we talk about mental health, self-care, adulting, faith, and life in general. So sit back, relax, and listen in to Sunday Sella. You might be wondering why Sela. Okay, Sela is a Hebrew word commonly found in the book of Psalms from the Bible, which means intermission or pause. And I have decided to create or upload a new segment every Sunday, which is called Sunday Sela, specifically to talk about our mental health, self-care, faith, and life. I feel like Sundays is one of the days in the whole week wherein we slow things down a bit, where we want everything low-key. And it's also a perfect opportunity to be attuned to the needs of our body, to spend some quality time with family, friends over lunch or breakfast, and most importantly, to spend quality time with the Lord, right? So... Sunday Sela, and I think as a pilot episode for this segment, I'd like to talk about something that we tend to overlook. You know, we're living in a road runner type of life, and self care is something that may be simple in concept or in theory, but it is the one thing that we often put in the back burner. And the reason for that, it is though we are so good at going after the things that we want or say being selfish at some point we also have the tendency to be so focused in ticking off everything that we have on our deliverables list or task list or to-do list and tend to forget that there are some or at least more important things that we need to take care of in order for us to check and tick those to-do list. And what do we mean by that? It's self-care, taking care of ourselves. Now, Forbes came up with a list of habits that can get us started with self-care. Before we dive into that, I'd like to define self-care just a bit because Maybe it's something that we always talk about, but we tend to disregard and it's often heard in conversations thrown in into some codes on Instagram or even in calligraphy, but sometimes we don't really know what it means. And even though we do, we don't really practice them. So self-care is an activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental emotional and physical health like what i said it may be a simple concept in theory but it's something that can improve our mood and get this reduce anxiety and we know with everything that's been happening not just in pandemic but all over the world it can be it can be really overwhelming and stressful so i'd like to take you into some practical steps that can get you started in doing self-care or practicing self-care and these are pretty easy but before we dive into that I'd like you to picture yourself you are in an office 
It's a very busy week at work. There is an important meeting that you need to prepare for. There is a report that is urgent from your manager. And you're also been you're also a part of a campaign that you've been asked to spearhead. There's a ton of paperwork. And your calendar is jump-packed with a lot of events. And yeah, we might be confined in our homes right now, but that doesn't stop us from being socialized, from, from being social rather. So what do we do, you know, in, to ma- in order to make room for all of these things? Now, self-care may be a term that sounds fancy for others, but really it is crucial for our well-being. And we should never neglect self-care because it is important to maintain a healthy relationship with ourself as it produces positive feelings and it boosts our confidence and self-esteem. Also, self-care is necessary to remind ourselves and others that you and your needs are important too. If you made it this far, then I am assuming that you are ready to jump on the self-care bandwagon. So, here are 10 small, simple self-care habits that anyone can get into. Let's start with number one. Go for a stroll or a light jog or a run even. I love doing this, especially when I'm overwhelmed or I'm under a lot of stress. I like to take a sunset walk or a sunset jog to be able to immerse myself in the golden hour or you know, breathe the fresh air and just take some time with myself to not think about anything and just be there with my surrounding. And most often than not, this is something that we neglect because every time that we're going to go out there, it's either we're rushing to catch the, the train or the bus or we're running late for work. <laughs> That's me. And you know, we tend to rush and we, we fail to realize that there's so much beauty around us. So try that next time. Go for a, a stroll or a light jog and you might be surprised of what you'll discover while you're doing that. Next is meditate or do deep breathing for five minutes. Breathing is something that is very important, right? We need to breathe in order to live. But Doing deep breathing for five minutes, I don't think I've done that. Of course, when, when exercising, yes, but like say on a daily basis, maybe that's something that I could incorporate, let's say in, in the middle of the day or while working, you know, just put your shoulders back, relax and just do deep breathing. I remember having anxiety attack two years back and this was one of the things that my doctor has advised me to do every time that I feel like I'm on the verge of having an attack or anxiety attack, practice deep breathing for five minutes and that always, always helps. So try that when you are feeling like everything is falling out of control or like you're scared or overwhelmed or a lot of emotions on a high and that will definitely help meditate or do deep breathing for five minutes okay let's go to number three take a break when you need it and this can go from taking a break from your work for 15 minutes going on lunch breaks 
or taking five minute play when you are working on something, just doing something that's not related to it, to what you're doing, or taking some time off from work. You know, sometimes we are so focused on achieving our goals, our plans, right, that we think we're not allowed to take breaks. We feel guilty when we do something for ourselves, say a vacation, thinking that it might be a waste of money or a waste of time, or simply taking rest, right? At some point, I felt that when I... When I'm not doing anything, when I'm resting, it feels like a wasted time. But really, rest is important. And I will probably have another topic to talk about rest because it's it's a very long conversation and probably a debate for some people. And everyone has different interpretation of what rest is. But taking breaks is something that we all need. And it gives us a breather, which is sort of related to point number two. Okay, number four. Of course, self-care doesn't always necessarily mean that you have to do it on your own, right? Sometimes you have to do it with someone someone you trust or you love, a family member. And conversations with someone will always have fruitful results, especially if it's stimulating. So choosing who you spend time with is very important. Of course, you wouldn't want to spend some time... Some- some of your I mean you do you wouldn't want to spend your time with someone that you have friction with or that you have an argument with right that can be very stressful so choose who you spend time with and make that a quality time if it's a conversation make it stimulating or if it's an activity then maybe do something that both of you enjoy and that is part of self-care okay let's go to point number five Laugh heartily at least once a day. Laughing, they said, is the best medicine. And sometimes I do agree. Because you would often hear people that haven't laughed that hard in a long time. And that would make them realize something that they often missed out. And with everything that's happening around us, I think it's really important that we laugh at least once a day. Uh, remember a teacher of mine back in grade school, um, Tita Linda, I call her, and she would always tell us to smile or laugh with our heart because that will prolong our life, that will make us look younger and save us a few wrinkles. And I think she's absolutely right because she is in her 70s or late 70s right now and she looks as if she's only in her 60s. I think more than laughing, it's really having a heart that is joyful and grateful. That really helps for us to position our minds with all the problems that we have and everything that's beyond our control. So try that. Maybe watch something that's funny, you know, um, crack a joke uh, with someone and just laugh. Let yourself laugh. Okay, let's go to number six, and that is to eat green daily. Now, this is not to force you to go vegan, but incorporating some greens on within your meals at least two to three times a day will definitely help boost your immune system and get you the nutrients that you need to fight diseases. If you're not a fan of leafy green vegetables or maybe like my friend who hates broccoli, then I would recommend starting out with spinach. 
you can add them in your salad you can mix them in your milkshakes as well or um, you can even saute them if you're not really keen into eating them raw you can saute them with garlic and olive oil and a bunch of salt and pepper and that and add them to your proteins such as chicken or fish and that would give you so much nutrients so maybe start with one or two types of greens daily and this is something that i've been trying to do to at least get my dose of greens on a daily basis you can even try it on your milkshake like i said you can blender the you can try kale or celery or spinach and mix it with your chia seeds and your almond milk and you will never notice it at all but you're getting your greens and that is a plus so try that and um, try different leaves as well or green leafy vegetables broccoli you'll never get you'll never go wrong with broccoli you can either saute them as well with garlic salt and pepper that's what i would normally do or mix it with beef and mushroom that is also a good recipe so let's go to number seven which is sort of related to number six and that is to avoid emotional eating i know i know when we're going through something we want comfort food right but doesn't comfort food doesn't always translate to you you eating a tub of ice cream or a big pan of lasagna Emotional eating can be very tempting, especially when we are, when our emotions are high, but eating that whole tub of ice cream will not fix anything. By the end of it, you would still feel either disappointed, hurt, frustrated, etc. So try to address those emotions that you're feeling, and then after that, you know reward yourself with let's say a cone of ice cream or a half bar of chocolate that's what i would normally do but um try to avoid um stress or emotional eating because not only will that will make you feel bloated but that would also result into say high cholesterol all sorts of diseases and i've been talking about this health is a high importance right now i can't stress that enough okay number eight is something that i have religiously started doing um since the quarantine and that is to start a journal i've had this and i think i mentioned in my past episodes that i've been doing this i've been trying to write but then i'll finish half the journal and then stop within the middle of the year but now it's it's been great. I've been writing on my journal on a daily basis, reflecting on the word of God, doing my devotions, and it's been rewarding. Especially that I'm going through um, grief right now. It, it does help me to go back and read my entries whenever I feel sad and or I'm going through something, I would flip on those pages and just go back and see God's faithfulness and the things that I am grateful for. So this is something that I suggested my 13-year-old niece to start doing um, and some of my friends too because it's really helpful to, to list down, maybe you can start with three things that you're grateful for. 
for that day and meditate on what what are the highs and lows of this day what am I most proud of and how can I add more value to someone asking those questions and meditating on them will definitely help and doing self-care as part of our self-care practice and you would definitely take yourself um, in the future as you go back and you know realize that you've been through this pandemic and you made it through with courage and resiliency so try and start your journal you don't need to be a calligrapher in order for you to to make one you just need a notebook and a pen and that's it and an open heart too all right okay point number nine is learn to say no okay note to self um i know it's it's great to be able to say yes and to extend that helping hand to someone in need to accommodate the requests of other people and you know to be able to see the fruition of of the help that you extended but not in all occasions all right learning to say no doesn't make you a bad person it makes you a person who know who knows her worth who knows how to set boundaries and scope and especially at work right you know it's hard to say no to your boss because you don't want to have the impression that you're being picky with the task but saying yes to everything will make you feel exhausted and burnt out and you're creating this impression to people and also setting their expectation that you don't say no and we don't want to appear as a yes man all the time because if that will happen then you're going to spread yourself too thinly and when you do that definitely something will get compromised and that's the last thing that we would want to have is for things to get compromised Let's say talk about tasks at work. If see if you if you're saying yes to everything, right? Okay, Jesse, do this. Oh yeah, you have a deadline on this date. Oh yeah, someone needs help from that department. I appointed you to be the go-to person, and you said yes to everything, not realizing that you already have so much on your plate. Ending, you missed out on a meeting, you failed to deliver a task or deliverable on time, or worse. You forgot that you needed to do this task for this person, all because you said yes to everything. So, be very pr- careful and cautious when when you're saying yes, and learn to say no. Set your boundaries because that also means that you know your worth, and you know your capabilities and. what you can and you cannot do what you can and cannot accommodate and it, again it doesn't make you a bad person it makes you someone who cares for your well-being on to the last one number 10 stop overthinking this is something that i'm still struggling with and i'm finding ways to address it because overthinking may seem not so bad on the surface but it can definitely cause problems when we overthink our judgment gets cloudy our stress gets elevated and we tend to spend so much time in the negative we become oblivious of the positive right 
But one thing that I realized that would really help me into overcoming overthinking is to put things into perspective. You know, every time that I'm dealing with a problem, I would ask myself, if I dwell on this problem long enough, if I spend a number of hours thinking about this issue or this problem over and over each night, will that change the outcome? Will that give me more time to address the problem? Or will this matter at all in the next five years? Probably not, right? So changing our perspective, putting things into perspective and looking at the bigger picture will definitely help us position our mind and our hearts and hopefully shut down overthinking. Again, this is something that can happen to anyone. But if you have a great system for dealing it, dealing with it, then we can at least ward off some of the negative emotions, anxious and stressful thinking, and who knows, turn it into something useful, productive and effective. While self-care covers a broad spectrum, this should be part of every decision we are to make every single day. It should be an intentional activity. Let us not wait for the next weekend, Christmas, New Year, or even the next pandemic. Let's start today and let's be a regular. I think the best analogy for self-care would be when a plane hits turbulence. We would often hear flight attendants say, put on the oxygen mask on yourself first before turning to help anyone. And that is critical because if you don't, then how do you expect to help others, right? Same thing with self-care. If we don't take care of ourselves, then there's no way that we will be able to extend a helping hand to anyone. And that is the beauty of self-care. We're not just doing it for ourselves, but we're also doing it for other people. Self-care is important. We have been given this one precious life and we need to do everything in our power to take good care of it, to be a good steward of the life that we have been blessed with. So with a little bit of attention to your own self-care, you'll feel more connected to yourself and the world around you. You'll learn to delight in small pleasures and you'll realize that nothing will seem quite as difficult as it did before. Practicing these tiny self-care ideas will definitely help you be in tune. So, a thought bubble for you. Out of the 10 self-care practices that I highlighted on this podcast, which one will you try first? Let me know by using the hashtag Convos with Jay. And as always, stay inspired, stay hopeful, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and again, be kind. So, thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.